I'd like to welcome everybody to another episode of the Over Underachieving Podcast. Hope you enjoyed the last one. I'm your host, Jared Brown, a.k.a. JB. Let's get it in. What's going on, everybody? This is the Over Underachieving Podcast, back at it again. Last week, we said goodbye to the dynamic, beautiful, amazing Aretha Franklin. And I had to dedicate an episode to Aretha Franklin because, I mean, I'm a musician. I appreciate her. I appreciate her voice. I appreciate what she did for music. So I definitely had to do that. Glad I did. Sorry she's not with us anymore. But now, since I did that, I can get back to what my original episode was going to be about last week before that happened. So last weekend, or actually it was the weekend before that, I went to see a couple concerts. I went to go see Gladys Knight one day, and the crazy thing is I didn't even get to see Gladys Knight. You know, I've been, I went to a few concerts this summer, and there's always, you know, some parking issues and blah, blah, blah. So I went to see Gladys Knight at Chastain Amphitheater. And anybody who's familiar with Atlanta, you know, at least has heard of Chastain. This was my first time going. And I know a lot of people haven't gone. But one of my coworkers told me, yeah, the parking's pretty bad. But I wasn't really tripping. They said it started at 8. I left my house at 8. Probably not the smartest thing to do. But I was just like, whatever. I really wasn't pressed about going to see Gladys. I didn't pay for the tickets. But I did want to go see her. So I'm riding around. I'm trying to find a parking spot. It's 9 o'clock. I'm late. I'm thinking I'm going to catch the middle of her set, you know, grab me a little parking spot and be good. But I'm driving around. This park is in the middle of a neighborhood, literally in the middle, across the street from the from the park. Or the amphitheater is a house, a bunch of houses, and a little school and some other things. But it's not your typical park. Very nice park, but in the middle of a neighborhood, no parking. I didn't see any Chastain parking. It was just <clears throat> pissed me off. So I'm driving back and forth. I'm driving 10 minutes one way, 10 minutes back the street, and there's nothing but houses. There's nothing. There's no, like, business around the corner, no little gas station you might want to slide in and park at or anything like that. It's, like, either park at this little horse park next door that they charging $25. Park at the middle school is full because it's 9 o'clock, 9.15. And I'm riding around here. And I'm like, oh, I know that's about to be the last song. Midnight Train to Georgia, and pretty, and it was. I don't think she did anything else. I'm trying to get parking, man. I'm trying to squeeze in a little spots. Police like, nah, brother. Flashing his lights like, nah, it's not going to work. So I pretty much, I miss Gladys. Um, I missed it. Missed her. And I'm walking. I was about to go home, but I kept walking because I kind of still heard some music. And I had forgotten the OJs were performing the same night. So I was like, oh, hell yeah, I didn't find, I found me a seat. I was supposed to be sitting on the lawn, and I ended up sitting, you know, on the lower level. 
you know, at that point, ain't nobody checking your tickets or ain't doing anything like that if they were doing it anyway. So I catch the OJs. Um, they go on six piece horn section, beautiful. And which brings me to um, a different point. Every band, every artist needs to have a horn section. I know some people listening might not be musicians, but I know a lot of people that are listening are musicians. And I know the people who are not musicians can appreciate it the same way. If you are a band, if you're Gladys Knight, if you're the OJs, if you are whoever, you need to have a band, a full band, horn section, rhythm section, all of that. It's just, I don't think there's any excuse for it. I don't think there's any valid excuse for a national act to not have a full horn section. Full horn section, no tracks, um, or in addition to tracks. Whatever. And that comes into play later on. Or for the next concert I went to, but the OJs killed it, man. They came out, they had the slave, slavery, the slavery pictures going. I know people were getting uncomfortable, but the OJs are super woke. <laughs> Funny. But I like they killed it, man. I, I actually slept on how many bangers they had. And you gotta call them bangers. Cause they just got some, they just it's just hard. It's like how the temptations. The Temptations after David Ruffin, it'll come to me who was who who that was singing. Michael Michael something, but the Temptations just had that gangster sound after David Ruffin, and the OJ just got a super just gangster sound, man. And it was just like you know, just like how they were. I'm sure back in the day. Unfortunately, Eddie Kendricks passed out or hyperventilated on stage after the first song. I'm like, dang, I didn't know what was going on on the stage. But he hyperventilated, and they rushed him off the stage, rushed him to the hospital after the first song, and he never came back. <clears throat> I saw on Facebook or I saw a post that he was good. His daughter posted something that said he was straight. So that's good. We don't want to lose any legends. We don't want to lose any more. Not, you know, not that we don't have to. So, yeah, they OJ's killed it, man. Money, 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 money. Um, I love music. Man, they got a lot of hits. Just straight hard bangers, intense harmonies, everything. Horn section, six-piece horn section going all the way in. Baritone sax going all the way in. I was just... I was in heaven. So I'm glad, even though I didn't get to see Gladys, I did get to hear the OJs uh, kill it for my first time at Chastain. Uh, barely found, squeeze, barely squeezed into a little parking spot, didn't have to pay. So for me, that was a win. That was a win for the night. Next night, I went to another concert, which in Atlanta they call, it's an event they call the Flashback Festival. A lot of old school people probably go to it every year at another amphitheater, Lakewood Amphitheater in Atlanta. And I went to see my baby. And some of y'all don't know, most of y'all probably don't know my baby, but my baby is Stephanie Mills. 
I love her. I love all her music. And, you know, I'm kind of a person that likes to root for the underdog. And I feel like Stephanie Mills is an underdog when it comes to female R&B singers. You know, she's got she's got a, a good amount of hits under her belt. Um, and she's just underrated. You know, I, I'm I'm a, I'm real into the the genre or the category that is female R and B, and I just think she's super underrated. When we get to talking about the Whitney Houston's and we get to talking about um, Aretha Franklin and Anita Baker, Gladys Knight. But we don't really talk about Stephanie Mills, and I don't really know why that is. I'm gonna have to figure it out over the next few months. Talk to my mom and just see why why Stephanie is not getting her her credit. But yeah, the Flashback Festival was fire too. Uh, Joe performed, and Joe killed it, man. He had he did all his hits. My favorite Joe song is "Good Girl." What is it? Why you good girl? How'd it go? Dang, I can't think how it go. Why are uh, oh why are all the good girls taking every time? My favorite Joe song. But he played, he did everything. He did about ten, about ten records. And the only thing bad about that was he went on right before Stephanie Mills. When she got on, I don't think I think either people would, were coming to see Joe. And not her. She was the headline, but I, I feel like people were coming to see Joe, or they had just seen so many artists: Tony, 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 Ready for the World, Bloop, 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 whoever. And then it was it was ten ten thirty. These old people got a bedtime, man. They're not trying to stay out and listen to Stephanie Mills, unfortunately. But she came out. She started off with. Um, Put in a rush on me, but I like to know you better. I think that's the song she started off with. A hit, another hit record. And she got a bunch of them. And she sounds just like she used to sound, which I, I can always respect. And it's not too many singers that are sounding like they used to sound. So she sounds just like she did. And we were jamming. I was jamming. I was with her. It just seemed like people just did not have the energy to really party with her like that. And it was just, I mean, I was just like, it's too long. You know, you got people waiting too long for a headliner. You got four acts. And then you had a radio people that talk in between every act and tell you when they're on, which is a radio-sponsored event. But it's like, man, we got to deal with 30-minute DJ sets, 30 minutes of the on-air people talking, and in between every artist, or at least, you know, two times throughout the show. And I think that's a bit much when you're forcing people to stay in one place. It's not like a big, huge festival where you can walk around the city and go get some lunch. It's just four acts in one place. So I think you got to keep those things moving. And get to the point, because I think you have a better crowd. You have more. You have a different type of energy when people are not sleep and dead. It's already dark. It's already bedtime. So if if we come in to see Stephanie Mills, we stayed this long. Obviously, people want to see her. You don't want to be so tired that you can't dance, or 
exhausted to the point that you don't even want to, you know, get up and dance to an artist that you like. But, yeah, so I think they need to rethink that. I think they need to shorten that format and figure that out for the future because that's just it's just too much. It's too much in between talking and all that. I know she a diva, but nah, we gotta get get her out there, get the headline out there. Sorry, Stephanie, but that's just you know how I feel. But aside from all that, aside from the radio people talking and um, the other concert where I missed Gladys Knight because I couldn't park, it was a great weekend. The weekend before last, it was a great weekend of concerts. And I just been doing my best to go to a concert if I can. As many as I can. And I was just thinking last night, it's a lot of big artists. Wiz Khalifa was here last night. And I kind of wish I would have gone because Wiz Khalifa's a big act, big act. Ray Shrimmer was with him. And you just want to be able be able to say, Oh, I went to that concert. Cause it's concerts like that that 20 years later you say, Man, and you tell your kids about them. But you're not really thinking about it because you're caught up in, I want to go see Beyonce and Jay-Z, which is legendary, of course. But it's it's other people. You know, it's other concerts where you can really enjoy yourself and get that full concert experience. So I'm really recommending that everybody goes to at least uh, three concerts a year. I had a friend the other day say he'd never been to a concert. And I just... I mean, I ain't judging them, but you gotta you gotta do that. If you go, to, you know, go to a basketball game, go to a football game, but definitely knock that concert out. Cause I don't think it's any experience like it. I'm taking a good a good basket. I mean, a good concert over a good basketball game, a regular season game that is. Definitely taking a good concert and paying forty dollars, fifty dollars for a good concert over a fifty dollar regular season basketball game. Every single time. I guess it's a completely different experience. Um, So it took me a while before I went to my first concert. I was probably 19. No. 17 or something like that. I think I saw Lupe. I saw Lupe. I saw Tweet. Who said, thank you, Cleveland, when she was in Detroit. And I I saw 50 Cent and Eminem. In Detroit. So those are like my first few concerts. I was probably like 16, 17. But man, not like just going recently, it just kind of rejuvenated me and just re-energized me when it comes to music, when it comes to creating an experience. There's nothing like a live show. <clears throat> and that's why live is so popular. I mean, it's been popular, but it's kind of making a resurgence. And there's really nothing like it. It's the best way to kind of see how people interact with music and see how people really fall in love with artists. It's one thing to be at the club and see people dancing. That's cool, too. But people pay money to go see these artists, and they fall in love with them, and they've loved them for 20 years, 30 years, 10 years, 5 years, enough to where they're paying good money to go see them. It's really cool. Especially for me being a producer, it's super cool to see people 
interact with their favorite artists and, and dance and have fun. And that's just the kind of energy I want to be around. Good music, um, good drinks, live instrumentation. <clears throat> and I want to be around that as much as possible. It's really like going to the club minus all the drama. Especially if you're going to the old school concert, they don't even play around. Ain't no drama, ain't no ain't nothing going on. It's not a fashion show. Everybody just coming to dance. And as a producer, um, whose job is really to make people dance, it's invaluable to get that, you know, get that kind of feedback on music. It's nothing like it. I also had, I actually had a chance to go see Chris Brown this year. And dude puts on a hell of a show. I don't think he was really doing too much singing, you know, as I expected. But I was definitely impressed by the show. I was, I got, I felt like I got my money's worth. I didn't really pay for the ticket. But I felt like I got my money's worth. And I just enjoyed the energy. I enjoyed the energy, man. He has a crazy, 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 crazy catalog that I have nothing but the utmost respect for. Uh, I think catalog-wise, he's the closest thing we got to Michael Jackson. And I'm going on record and saying that based on his catalog, he's the closest thing we got to Michael Jackson. I had a whole long argument with one of my homeboys about that. Good, a Really more of a good a good debate. It wasn't really an argument, but you know, the the guy the kids got it. The the he's he's a bad boy. I mean I heard some people say his show wasn't as uh what's the word I'm looking for? As elaborate, I guess, as maybe they wanted to be, but you know, I'm not tripping. That was my first time ever seeing Chris Brown, so my expectations weren't through the roof, and it's like, as long as you perform the songs I like, I'm not really tripping. And he did everything. He didn't do Fine China. I was a little upset about that. But besides that, man, good show. I got nothing bad to say about the show. Um, But yeah, man, concerts are the shit. And I, I think we should all go to more concerts. And life would be better if we did. But they know that, though. That's why they charge not the ads for these concerts. But we're going to keep going because you're paying for an experience. You're paying for memories. You're paying for the opportunity to say, I went to see this person before they died. Or I got to see this person when I was 21. Or you're paying, you know, you're paying for these, for the ability to tell great stories. And $100, even $200 is a small price to pay to be able to tell a great story 20 years later. That's $10 a year. So for $10 a year, you're able to tell a great story about the best concert of your life or your first date with your girlfriend, your your wife now, and y'all first date was to the Beyonce and Jay-Z concert um, or, you know, wherever it was, but that... That's really what you're paying for. And when you look at it like that, 
$200 for a ticket is not really that much. Because you're paying for that story. You're paying to go to work the next day and be like, yo, y'all missed it. I got these pictures. Or, better yet, I don't have any pictures. I don't have any videos. All I got is all I got is everything in my head. I mean, I'm going to definitely grab a few videos because it's 2018. But if you want to have that experience and keep it to yourself and only share it with the people who are closest to you, then by all means, be my guest. But my point is, go to more concerts. I hope I can encourage you. I'm going to keep trying to seek out, you know, opportunities to go out and hear some music. Uh get that, you know, catch that catch that vibe as people say. And I invite everybody to join me and <laughs> you know in that experience. And with that said, I'm going to go ahead and sign off. I'm about to go to the studio and get it in. But this is JB with the Over Under Achieving podcast. Have a great weekend. Don't do anything I wouldn't do, but do something that you've never done before. Do something new. Peace out. Have a good one.